Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Well, you've heard what they won, but who are they? The Big Sky Conference Scholar Athletes from the state of Montana. We'll tell you, it's Two Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula and Highway 83 in Sealy. They are celebrating their 30th anniversary. That's right, 30 years they've been in business, and they are giving you all the presents. That's right, 30% off MSRP in the form of 30% off on select parts and accessories with the purchase of any new Polaris off-road vehicle, Husqvarna, or Beta dirt bike, or any Crest pontoon boat. Some restrictions apply. See Kurtz for details. Get to Kurtz Polaris all month for their 30-year anniversary sale. You want to find us on the World Wide Web, 1029ESPN.com, Facebook slash ESPN Missoula, Sky Sports, MT.com. At the station website, you can check out the stream. The stream is there all the time. It's there thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. And if you missed anything in the first hour of the show, check it out on the podcast. The podcast available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can listen to it wherever you get your favorite podcast from, favorite podcasting platform. The Two-Tell Nuanas podcast is there. It's there thanks to the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Coulter, Taryn Miller, and Bobby Moorhead from the University of Montana, the Big Sky Conference Scholar Athlete Award winners. 
Elizabeth Krager and Alex Lewis from Montana State getting the same award at their respective schools. Outline for the folks exactly what this is because it's an on-the-field, off-the-field, in-the-classroom kind of all-around thing, and it's a very a, a big award to win. This is basically the top academic-slash-athletic senior male and female from each of the Big Sky Conference schools. So there's a male and female scholar-athlete of the year recognized by the Big Sky Conference from every school in the Big Sky. So these are the the young men and women that won it for the Grizzlies and the Bobcats. You had to have at least a 32 grade point average, and you have to be an overall example of excellence both on and off the court. That's the criteria. Uh, so, Taryn Miller, a soccer player, again, the University of Montana, won the Big Sky Conference for the first time since 2011. She was the Defensive Player of the Year, an all-conference selection each of the last two seasons, uh, and and uh, just outstanding all the way around to kind of put Montana's soccer team uh, uh, back into the NC2A tournament for the first time in about eight years. And then Bobby Moorhead, if you follow basketball at all around uh, uh, the Big Sky Conference, you know what an integral part of, of that team that he was. And, you know, by by number, by record, uh, probably the most prolific team in the history of, of the University of Montana. 52 wins in two seasons, two NC2A tournament appearances, uh, just tremendous. And that entire senior class, uh, you know, was uh, a... a Big, big time for the University of Montana. And, he, and uh, Bobby Moorhead certainly a part of it and uh, and getting it done in the classroom as well. And then no surprise at Montana State. Who are they? The track kids. The track athletes running out there getting 4.0s in rangeland ecology and a master's degree. And, oh, by the way, jumping 25 feet, running the 400 and, you know, top placement in the Big CI Conference. So tr- tremendous uh, 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 work all the way around at all four of these kids couple of things worth noting third straight men's basketball player for montana to win mm. which is is really impressive you don't want to go down the stereotyping road but it's it's just a lot but when you say that that's exactly well, what you're it's, doing. it's just a lot harder to have i, I mean Travis DeCure is doing a great job, and he deserves to get a lot of credit for recruiting guys that are both phenomenal players and really good student-athletes. Yeah. That is very difficult to do, but it's not only very difficult to do, it's also just not prioritized in Division I men's basketball. Mm. There's no such thing as a partial scholarship in Division I men's basketball. Right. You're giving a guy a full ride because of how good he is at hoops, almost period. Yeah, whereas whereas Alex Lewis at Montana State has likely never been on a full ride, even though he is one of the best long jumpers in the entire mm-hmm. conference and one of the best long jumpers in the entire Western United States. I mean, he went to the NCAA West Regionals each of the last two years, and I guarantee you the majority of his scholarship has been paid for because he's got a 4.0, yeah. and, and he's got his master's degree already, uh, you know, 4.0 for, for the duration of his career, which is incredibly impressive, and to earn a master's degree while also – making the podium in both the indoor and outdoor championships. Really impressive. But also, a ton of credit deserved to the men's basketball players. Fabian Krislovic and Brandon G. Feller won these awards for Montana each of the last two years before Bobby Moorhead. Uh, a little more on Taryn Miller. Not only uh, did she play in all 76 matches in her entire career, made 47 starts. She was a four-time academic All-Big Sky Conference selection, a scholar All-West region as a junior and a senior, and uh, she was the first Lady Grizz soccer player in, in a long time, maybe over a decade, to earn All-West Region honors, and she was the Big Sky Defensive Player of the Year as well as a first-team All-Big Sky selection each of the last two years. So that's incredibly impressive as well. Um, and like you said, uh, Elizabeth Krieger, she was a, an outstanding 400 runner who scored points in both the indoor and outdoor, but she got this accolade because of her academics 4.0 
and uh, a ridiculous outdoor biology major. Yeah, that's uh, that's getting it done right there. It's it people maybe you know maybe don't, but it's I, I would say this pretty pretty definitively. Maybe it's not fully objective the way math is just a logical fact of one and one is two, but it is so much harder to get A's in your undergraduate than it is in your graduate work. You go to grad school, you the A is the presumed grade that you're going to get, and you have to do something flawed to jump out of that often, whereas in the undergrad, whether it's a bell curve or whatever, you got to go earn the A. Yep. And, uh, and Especially so, in a major like accounting, where you're talking about uh, every test is going to be on a bell curve. Right? right. Right. Exactly. And so, you know, and again, not to take, uh, you know, anything away uh, uh, whatsoever from Alex Lewis, because getting a master's, you're putting in the work. Well, he got, he got the 4.0 okay, in okay. the undergrad, yeah. which is the part that's the and most stamping impressive. Stamping it. Stamping it. So, yeah, uh, it's probably easy for him this year, right? I mean, in his two master's classes, program. Classes, yeah, maybe, I mean, and, yeah. And, and roll. Yeah. Uh, but easy and not easy. Sure. Um, okay, Colter, you wanted to talk a little bit. It's 2 Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX, Montana Television. Howdy. Um, a little bit about some all-conference uh, selections. Yep. you got to vote. They're, so this weekend, again, is the Big Sky Conference uh, football kickoff weekend from Spokane. Again, Coulter and I are going to be there Sunday, Monday. We will do the show from Spokane on Monday, uh, which will be at the conclusion of you know a weekend that's going to be full of interviews with all 13 Big Sky Conference coaches will be there. Uh, players, multiple players uh, representing every school are going to be there. So a ton of, uh, of folks all around, athletic directors and so forth. So we got uh, looking forward to being there. It's a fun time to get together. Also, a lot of work gets done. And it is also, this is the time where you turn in your pre or your all-conference selections for the preseason group, and those announcements get made. And so uh, let's go through here. You uh, have a vote in this, so you put together your list of who you got. Let's, you know, restrict it to the state of Montana. But a lot of Montana and Montana State football players represented on uh, at least your preseason voting. Totally. As part of this around the base, guys, got to make two notes quickly before we get into this. Trevin Smith, who was a great running back at Weber State, one of the most memorable mm. players I've covered mm. in my career, and a guy that was a battering ram. I think that there's still only two or three guys in the history of the league that have been first-team All-League four years in a row, and he was one of them. Mm. And he was the only player in the history of the Big Sky to rush for 1,000 yards each of his four seasons. He was the hammer on the 2008 Weber State team, which was the only team that beat Montana during their epic run between 2006 and 2009, where they went 31-1. and Jordan Smith and the Weaver State Wildcats beat Montana 41-24, I believe, in Ogden. Rainy day. Mm-hmm. Never forget that game. And Trevin Smith was, I mean, he was like, uh, he was one of those dudes where when you watch him, it doesn't matter who you cover or who you root for or anything. You're just like, dude, I like watching that guy play. It's like Joe Prothrow from Cal Poly. Yeah. Like, dude, I got mad respect for that guy. Yeah. He passed away over the weekend. Shocking death. Nobody really knows why, uh, what the cause was. Four kids, which is uh, makes it even more tragic, uh, but he was a memorable guy. It's worth noting because I know people in Missoula and around Montana remember him because he was such an unbelievable player. Yeah. And the other one we have to mention is Malik Nashi from Northern Arizona. He was an all-conference guard last year, and uh, he was found dead as, in his residence earlier this week. And it's a little bit of a disturbing string. It's it's a very sad string because there's been there hasn't been an offseason where there hasn't been a big sky player that's died mm-hmm. since we launched Skyline Sports, whether it was Kyle Smith and A.J. Slaughter at Portland State, or Andrew Harris and Cole Schwartz here at the University of Montana, Manny Caulfield at Montana State. And uh, 
It's just always tough when you know guys are 20, 21 years old mm-hmm. passing away. So um, condolences to everybody involved throughout the Big Sky Conference for, for those two young men. Uh, but on a positive note, our All Big Sky votes, I'll give you a couple uh, that I think are interesting here. Um, first of all, the way that this works is coaches nominate and there's a list of players that you can choose from, but you can also vote for other players. And sometimes I like to go outside the box just weird. Just because. Uh, so, for example, great outside-the-box one that I did. I voted Jace Lewis as a preseason all-league linebacker. I think Jace Lewis had a really good sophomore year, but I also think that the scheme Montana runs, combined with how productive the inside linebackers are required to be, combined with the fact that Dante Olson set the world on fire last year, so he's going to receive all the extra attention. I think Lewis is his prime for a big year. I think he's a really good player, but I also just think he's just straight-up better than a lot of the other guys that were nominated. I think Cody Graves at Idaho State's a good player. I think that there's some other good inside linebackers, but I don't. I just I think Jace Lewis is just better. Yeah. So I voted him on there. He's not going to get it because I don't think anybody else is going to vote for him. But I, that's just my opinion. I think that Jace Lewis is primed for an All League season. Yeah. Uh, a couple of the other maybe controversial ones. I, I, I think everybody. I think Dante Olson has a chance to be consensus defensive preseason player of the year. Yeah, I don't not, really know. Not, not merely inside linebacker player of the year. Yeah, I don't really think who. Player. I can't really think of who else you would even think to vote for. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe Bryce Sturck after leading the league in sacks last year, but like Olson was just he was he was astoundingly good. Yes, last year. Yes, and um, well deserved. But you know, I think that the the consensus, or I think that's probably the votes for the offensive player of the year are going to be split between Eric Berrier at Eastern Washington and Jake Mayer at UC Davis. I voted Mayer as my first-team quarterback, but I voted Berrier as my offensive player of the year. I think Berrier does more for Eastern Washington's offense, which is saying a lot because, as we heard Dan Hawkins break down in the post-game press conference when UC Davis won here in Missoula, Jake Mayer is running an NFL offense. Tim Plow, the offensive coordinator at UC Davis, was on this show talking about how he puts more on Jake Mayer's plate than, mo- than a lot of NFL quarterbacks have on their plates in terms of the line of scrimmage. And I think that's how you saw UC Davis you know, score 40-plus points in the last 16 minutes of the game here in Missoula because of the adjustments Mayer made. That said, I think Barrier, by the end of the year, I mean, that game in May against Maine in the semifinals of the FCS playoffs that sent Eastern Washington National Championship game that's as perfect of a game as a run-pass option quarterback that I've ever seen play in my life in person. I mean, the guy was absolutely lights out. I think he completed 21 of his first 22 passes. He ended up having seven total touchdowns. I mean, he was just he was, he was absolutely unstoppable. And, and that was a week after Maine just put the absolute lights out uh, of Weber State. Now, let's not com- kid ourselves. Weber State's offense and Eastern Washington's offense are, are – or apples and oranges from a season ago. I mean, Weber State is a absolutely defensive first team where Eastern has always uh, seemed to have a, a very prolific offense. But nonetheless, Maine looked like they were the absolute, they looked like the best defense in the country, maybe outside of NDSU, and then they got absolutely lit up. By <laughs> they Eastern got lit up. Yeah. And then we saw how good NDSU was, too, because yeah, they, they tossed Barry around a little bit. Yeah. Uh, a couple other interesting position groups. I think that the running back position in the Big Sky Conference is absolutely stacked. You talk about Isaiah Infonse and Elijah Dotson, who put on a, a freaking show here in Missoula from Sac State. rushed for 280 yards, mm-hmm. a couple different 75-yard touchdowns in the first half, and those guys couldn't really sneak their way onto my list. I had my two running backs as Josh Davis from Weber State because he does it all. Yep. And he, I mean, in a pretty otherwise 
average offense. He is the offense. And then I voted for Alonzo Gilliam from UC Davis because they run such a pro-style offense that he catches the ball so much as well. The receiver position was interesting, too, because I only have four candidates, which is rare for the big sky because usually you're talking about six, seven, eight, nine guys. I only thought about four. I thought about Sammy Akim and Jerry Lou McGee from Montana, and I thought about Mitch Guller and Mikey Dean from Idaho State. And then I thought... My old buddy Mike Ferrer is the common thread between these four guys, and that's pretty good. I mean, that's pretty good for your resume when you say, hey, I recruited and developed Sammy Kim and Jerry Lou McGee and then came over here and made Mikey Dean into a – I mean, Mikey Dean is five foot seven, and he caught ten touchdowns last year. That shows you how well they use him. And I think that straight up pound for pound, with the exception of a Kim, the best athlete in the league is Mitch Giller. Mm. Mitch Giller is a silly athlete. You, yeah, you, you, I mean, he's throwing the ball. Yeah, just throwing the ball. He's 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 a uh, he's an absolute stud, and obviously he played with his brother last year, uh, and and now he's going to be the only goer on the team, but nonetheless a uh, a force to be reckoned with. Who's going to be the trigger man? I think is you know the big question, or how good will they be uh, down there in Pocatello? I, the as far as the other offensive guys, I voted Mitch brought from Montana State as an offensive tackle. Uh, he's there's been sort of this gap of. Montana bred offensive lineman that went to the NFL that was never ending and then sort of stopped. And he's kind of the latest guy that is going to maybe restart that. I don't necessarily know if he's going to be a surefire NFL guy, but he's going to have a shot. And I think that's cool as a guy out of Billings West who was a half scholarship guy. Uh, The only other worth noting guy on the offense is I voted for Troy Anderson at fullback because Jeff Choate nominated him and he's going to, play a role in the offense. I don't think you can say he's going to be the, uh, an all-conference quarterback or running back. He was nominated as a fullback. Joe Prothrum from Cal Poly and Brady May from Weber State are not in the league. No one really else uses a fullback now unless Montana decides to bring one back. <laughs> so I, get, I, I threw Troy Anderson on there, and we'll see if, if that pans out. Defensively, my linebackers are all Montana. I got Dante Olsen and Jace Lewis as the inside guys. I got Troy Anderson and Bryce Sturk as the outside guys. People might blink an eye at saying Troy Anderson's never been a full-time linebacker. And I agree. I haven't seen Troy Anderson play much defense at all at the college level because he played for one spring coming out of his freshman year, and then he, he didn't play at all this spring. He was, he was shut down. He had a little bit of a shoulder procedure. and uh, so. But, but the defense that they run, combined with the talent that the kid has. Coulter, you and I have built our lives on communication. And one thing that people may not realize is Blackfoot. That is their bread and butter. And right now, they are spending a ton of time and money creating an incredible network of fiber optic cables across the state of Montana, a state that, thank you very much, could use some innovation and advancement in that way, right? You probably already know Blackfoot, a local partner for internet, voice, and professional services that fuel growing businesses like yours. Right now, Blackfoot is extending its fiber optic cable networks in Bozeman, St. Ignatius, and around the region. Yeah, like hundreds of miles of fiber optic cable. It's a stunning amount that they're putting in right now. Check out goblackfoot.com. You can click on the link if you're on Podbean or just copy the URL into your browser. Go see what they're up to. I think you'll be impressed when you find out all the things that Blackfoot does. Particularly in Bozeman. Bozeman, as you know, is booming right now, and Blackfoot They got you all taken care of. How does fiber optics benefit your business? We're not quite sure, but Blackfoot sure does. Give them a call, 866-541-5000, or find them online at goblackfoot.com. I don't know if he'll get the nod on defense, but 
I felt comfortable enough just knowing what kind of competitor he is to put him up there. And again, so much of this is scheme too, right? Like the inside guys at Montana have so much more on them, just like the outside guys at Montana State because they're running an odd man front. The the edge guys, I mean, Sturk does everything. He's hand in the dirt, standing up. They're going to move him around this year. They're going to play him on the inside. So I think uh, it's going to be interesting to see how he does all that. And then the other notable position, I voted for Jackway Allen and Braden Conkle, both from Montana State at safety. I thought they were both honorable mention safeties last year. thought they got jobbed. Uh, I don't necessarily know if they both deserve to be first team, but I think Jackway Allen uh, leading the league in picks should have been better than honorable mention. And I think that Braden Conkle, I mean, I think with the exception of Troy Anderson, Braden Conkle is the best player on Montana State. Pound for pound, I think he, I think he can just do so much. So it, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see how all the votes play out, and uh, you know I think that the the most striking part about this in terms of the trends is that you don't have any offensive or defensive linemen from the Grizzlies, even in consideration for votes. Maybe Jesse Sims, but other than that, there's no one that I really even thought about, mm-hmm. and I think that is a microcosm of the state of Montana right now. I mean, you, you have elite talent. Dalton Sneed is an elite talent. Sammy Kim, Jerry Lou McGee, elite talent. Dante Olson, elite talent. I think they have some young guys. Robbie Houck is a guy considered at safety as well. He would be my number three safety behind those other two guys. I just gave them the nod because they're seniors. But to not have any linemen from Montana, that, that is, uh, if you would have told me that would have been the case 10 years ago, I would have said there's no way. We, we were ta- you, you interviewed Joe Glenn the other week, and I was talking with my brother about the, the Joe Glenn offensive lines because we were looking through some old stats, looking at Johansi Humphrey's stats. And, I mean, you're talking about Brad Rhodes and Garth Anger and Corey Proctor and John Skinner and Thatcher Slay. That's like a first-team all-big sky offensive line right there. Every single one of those guys would be one of the best offensive linemen in the league right now, and most of them are from Montana. So it'll be interesting to see if Montana can get that portion of this back. And that's why I pointed out Mitch Brock, because I think that's the type of guy that both programs have to have. The guy who's the, the 6'4", 255-pounder coming out of high school, who's a half-ride guy, who's not really getting recruited by anybody else, who puts in the work, doesn't get hurt, gets playing time early, can develop, and then boom, four years later, he's a team captain like Mitch Brock is. You know, he's an NFL prospect. That's what Montana gives you is the raw guy who's not in, on any FBS radar who then becomes you know, a, a mean hog molly like, like you want him to be. You know, it's the, the state of the game. What, what, what did, what off, on offense, what did Joe Glenn run run a lot of? I, right? Sure. Right. How much of the I do you see anymore in football? Right. Totally. Almost none. So that dictates, it doesn't dictate, but it does... It does alter to an extent what it is that you want or need out of an offensive lineman. And similarly, the defenses have changed and all these hybrid guys and you can move them around. Is he, a, is he an edge rusher? Is he an outside linebacker? Hard to say. Both. All. So right. the, the, the just get the biggest, strongest guy that you can find to play offensive guard is, not, is no longer... Just that signed, sealed, and delivered. That's what we're looking for. Sure. That said, when you talk about the University of Montana not having a guy that would be would be just a, an obvious presumptive on the list somewhere, uh, you know, on either side of the ball is is not a development that I think many people would have expected. 
uh, even with a change, not obviously a drastic change in the style of football from the Bob Stitt years, but also the change to football at large and what has happened there, which I think has taken some of the emphasis off of not the emphasis, it's still, I think, as important as it needed to be, but it's important in different ways than it used to be. And so it's not, you know, you don't assess it in some of those same ways. But still, it seems to be, I mean, is there a more, you know, is there a more critical position group that's actually a group of guys, not just an individual like a running back or a quarterback, than the, than the offensive and defensive line? I don't know that there is. It's hard to be a good football team if you aren't good on the lines. It's just, it's just no matter what yeah. else is you have you have to at least be good if not great but i also think especially in an fcs program in a in a, ta- in a city or excuse me in a state like montana where the ethos is so predicated on on toughness you just you have to have an alpha dog offensive lineman you got to have a dude that can walk out to the center of the field for the coin toss and you're like well that's what offensive linemen from montana look right, like and right. think about the string of guys Starting with, I mean, even if you just look at the last 20 years, from Thatcher Slay on one end all the way to guys like Danny Kistler and John Schmang on the other end. And the Grizzlies haven't had one of those guys in the last couple of years. And again, a couple of years ago, I thought that Chad Germer did one of his greatest coaching jobs, taking you know, converted tight ends like Cooper Sprunk and Mike Ralston and making them into pretty solid offensive linemen. But you need that William Pales that you walk out there where you, people are like, well, that's the type of guy that Montana gets. He's 6'8", 350. Well, if you got William Pales, yeah, maybe you do just want the biggest, strongest guy you can find. Uh, like Montana State, right? Like, you you just send J.P. Flynn to the middle of the field for yeah. the coin toss. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? That's yeah. the thing that's funny. Montana, I digress here, but Montana State's got six captains this year. None of them are named Bryce Dirk. If I'm Jeff Choate, I'm just sending Bryce Sturk to the middle of the field. Yeah. Send him out there for the coin toss. Let the other captains rotate. Why wouldn't you want Bryce Sturk standing out there? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why you wouldn't. Uh, it's just like me. the Grizz. It's like the Grizz. Send Jesse Sims. Right. Just send yeah, him. Yeah. Just send him to the middle of the field. Yep. Yeah. Um, we're only 50 days away. 40? Is it four? Maybe it's 50. From what? From day one of college football in the Big Sky Conference. Oh, man. Missouri State University at Northern Arizona and Northern Colorado at San Jose State. Get a start. What if the Bears take down the Spartans of San Jose State? Well, the, I mean, Northern Colorado has like a seventh-year quarterback in Jacob Nip. I, I kid sort of, but he, the kid, I, I feel so bad for Jacob Nip because he was great yeah. his redshirt freshman year, and he suffered the same shoulder injury over and over and over again. It's the exact injury where you get sacked from the side and you fall mm-hmm. and you, you break your clavicle or sprain your AC joint. And he's done it, no kidding, four years in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, But no, the Bears are not beating San Jose State. I'm not sure the Bears are beating anybody this well, year, unfortunately. I'm not sure San Jose State's beating anybody anymore. I'm Truth. not sure they'll have a team by the time the season rolls around. <laughs> uh, maybe just a forfeit 1-0 start for the Northern Colorado Bears. Thursday, those are Thursday games, August 29th, and then the first Saturday of college football, the 31st of August. How about that? The last day of the year. Uh, Southern Oregon is at Sacramento State. Weber State goes to San Diego State, far different from San Jose State for a Weber. That'll be an interesting game, actually. I'm looking forward to seeing that game. Uh, San Diego goes to Cal Poly. Portland State is at Arkansas. Southern Utah at UNLV. Eastern Washington gets to head into the doghouse play the University of Washington. UC Davis gets Cal. 
Montana State, as we've noted, is in Lubbock, Texas at Texas Tech, and the University of Montana heads to South Dakota. The Joe Glenn Bowl, we could call that, uh, with the uh, Grizzlies in South Dakota. And then the uh, the one that I wanted to save for last. Uh, what are there going to be 150 college football games in the first? Well, at the F- if you include FCS, 250 college football games in the first week of the season? None will be a bigger blowout than Idaho at Penn State. <laughs> Penn State Nittany Lions hosting your Idaho Vandals week one. It's br- it's 70? It's, it's honestly brutal. Oh, no, 75? no, 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 no. The Idaho lost 80 to 8 at Florida State back when they were playing FCS independent. That's in the cards. That's in the cards. Well, that's seven, that's 72. Yeah. Oh, you're talking spread. I thought you were ta- asking me how many points Penn State's going to score. Penn State's going to oh, score oh. as many points as they want. Whatever, however many they want. And they will give up less than 10. Or maybe less than any. That's it. it we'll do a more extrapolated segment on this whole thing later on, on the week. the Big Ten Network, boys and girls. Mark your counters. 12 noon. On the big you're, 10 you're just network. inviting people to watch a mask. Idaho, Penn State. Gotta get it. You know, you think I'm not got I won't have that on the DVR? Believe me, at 3 30 in the morning on Sunday, September 1st, when I'm still just elbows deep in college football, and I'm like, okay, let's see what happened. And I put this game on, it's just gonna be giggles for me. We'll do a little bit more of an extrapolated segment later on in the week. I'll give you my picks as far as how we voted for the preseason polls. There is, it's, it's no secret that playing FBS games is, is the lifeblood of the FBS period, AFCS period. Yeah. And big, most Big Sky teams have to play at least one. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the Cats and the Grizz play one. Sometimes they don't. It just depends on if they can get a quality FCS in town, where they can make a little money, depending on what the payout is. But I cannot remember a year where there's been so many Power 5 FBS games on the schedule. I mean, you talk about some frightening opponents. I mean, Eastern Washington almost beat UW a couple years ago. Well, Cooper Cup doesn't play for Eastern Washington anymore. Washington's the real deal right now. I mean, yeah. Chris Peterson's got it straight rolling. You talk about playing at Washington, Penn State, Texas Tech, Cal, Arkansas, Washington State, Arizona. I mean, there is a lot Oregon. of Oregon. I mean, there is some, a lot of Pac-12s. But the, fact, the, the thing is, though, the Idaho-Penn State game is, the, is one of the great scheduling anomalies I've ever seen. <laughs> Because schools like Penn State and Ohio State, they do not play FCS schools. The SEC schools have done this thing where they give themselves their little bye. They go play Gardner-Webb before the SEC championship game, or they go play Gardner-Webb before the Iron Bowl. Alabama and Auburn do it all the time because of the busing and all that kind of stuff. But to bring in an FCS school from across the country and pay them $1.2 million, it would never happen. This, this, This game has just been on the schedule since Idaho was an FBS school. And so now you have a situation where you just got to go in there and just pray. Because what, what are you going to do a Happy Valley through the Idaho Vandals? Well, lose <laughs> is the thing that comes to my mind. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right, they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. 
Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home even when you're not. Time for a little prep extra segment. Sutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. July is Kurtz. 30th birthday. 30 years they've been in business and they're celebrating by offering 30%, it's right up to 30% off MSRP on select parts and accessories with the purchase of any new Polaris off-road vehicle, Husqvarna and Beta dirt bike, or any Crest pontoon boat. Some restrictions apply. See Kurtz for details. Get to Kurtz Polaris in Missoula and Sealy all month for Kurtz 30-year anniversary sale. Uh, Coulter, a uh, couple of little updates or significant updates, depending on who you are and how you go. Uh, at the uh, high school level, starting with Or Lee, getting a new uh, position for their athletic director, who is going to take a spot with the MHSA. This is our prep extra segment brought to us by the Farmer State Bank. So, yeah, the Or Lee athletic director, Amy Bartles, is leaving her post as the Or Lee athletic director, coincidentally or not given the controversial firing of Zane and Pitts. Or, or rega- resignation. Resignation, work, yeah. yeah. I mean, forcing out. It's it's a muddy situation, to say the least. Yes, it is. With Zane and Pitts. Uh, we have talked about it extensively on the show, so we'll leave that alone. Regardless, she's taking a cool position, regardless of the reason she's leaving our league. I think the position she's taking is an uh, intriguing one, and that is to be the social media coordinator for the Montana High School uh, Association, which... There's a lot of action on Twitter during state tournaments and stuff like that from media, people like us. And ha- hashtag empty scores is unequivocally the best thing that has ever happened to getting scores around the state of Montana at the high school level. Yeah, I go, I go hard on hashtag empty scores on yes. Friday nights during the fall. Yes. Give me that update. What's going Tell on? Tell me who's winning. Tell me what's up. Yeah. That's right. Because, I mean, how else you can get information from but it, Shoto? It is crazy that the MH, MHSA, the governing body of high school sports in the state of Montana would not be the ones perpetuating that information. I mean, it's basically up to the individual reporters who are at these games to, to basically do it out of their goodwill. Maybe they're trying to generate some followers, whatever it is, but to, to put that stuff out there like that, uh, which is good of them. But it is, a, it is remarkable to me the lack of coalescence of information, particularly things like scores, that it, that does not exist at the high school level across the state of Montana, given this thing we call the Internet. <laughs> I mean, it's just stunning that, 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 that it has not been done. It's amazing. I, I think that the newspapers still receive faxes. No doubt. Well, here's the thing. This isn't any... I'm not pointing the finger here when I say it, it's remarkable it hasn't been done. I'm not saying the MHSA hasn't done it. I don't know that all of a sudden having a social media person there is going to make that happen. First of all, this is they need this, so this is good. But what's the hardest thing in the world? Getting some athletic directors at schools to give information about their schools. 
or 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 whether it's a parent, you know, if it's class C, you know what I mean? What's going on? Are you keeping track of anything that you know we can put together here? I mean, it's just exposure for your school, for your players, coaches, etc. You would presumably want to have that if you have it, and yet, you know, all right, we went and saw the game. Now we went home, and that's and that's it. And there's not really a thought that well, you know, maybe there's people outside of this spot that would be interested in what happened here today. It'd be progress nonetheless. Yes, it and sounds like an interesting position. And on the RLE side of things, uh, a lot of change uh, at RLE, uh, despite the massive success that they've had, especially in, in boys and girls basketball over the last couple of years. A couple other news updates. Uh, Stillwater softball coach John Smith is retired after 18 seasons, I guess 19 seasons. Bad math by me on the headline. But uh, Stillwater is a, a co-op between Columbus, Park City, and Absorkey. They won the uh, BC State Championships in 2007, 2008, 2009, and 2011. Uh, and that's among the most in the Division Florence is the only other school that has more than that in the small school division for softball. But John Smith probably more remembered as the head football coach at Columbus High for 25 years. Most notably, they won the 1992 state championship, but also he coached Dwan Edwards. And Dwan Edwards, anybody that knows that story, is uh, one of the great athletes to ever come out of Montana. Uh, we talked about this on the show the other day. It's so interesting to me how the in-state guys that go to the Montana schools get remembered with such reverence, which is great, and they should. Guys like Chase Reynolds and Mark Mariani. For whatever reason, Dwan Edwards doesn't get remembered in the same vein. Mm. Even though Dwan Edwards was a three-year starter and all Pac-12 D-tackle at Oregon State, a second-round draft pick out of a Class B school in Montana. He was obviously drafted out of Oregon State, but played for Dennis Erickson at Oregon State, and then he played in the league for 11 years. He was the D-tackle on the Panthers when they were in the Super Bowl in the early 2000s. He was the D-tackle in front of Ray Lewis during Ray Lewis's last several years with the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, the guy is an absolute stud. He's not just a roster member for, for uh, an NFL team. This guy's a like nine-year starter. Yeah. I mean, a mul- multiple-time really productive player. So I will say, but not to rant on your parade, there's a lot of guys who were D-tackles in front of Ray Lewis that wondered if this was the right career choice. <laughs> Should I have done this? I could have just been, an, I could have just gone into accounting like that. My mom told me, and it could have been fine for me. <laughs> yep, just opening up holes for Ray to run sideline to sideline. Last piece of news. This is a, this is a cool one. Trevor Paro, who uh, I know you and Tucker talked about on your show because of his ridiculous statistics back in 2016 for the uh, the Hot Springs Savage Heat, yes. one of the great names in all of Montana high school sports. This kid scored 56 touchdowns when Hot Springs won the state seed yes. championship. He ended his career with 135 scores. Those mm-hmm. shattered Chase Reynolds' records, which I thought would never be broken. Be touched. And he was a great athlete at Hot Springs. He was an all-state competitor in football, basketball, and track and field. There's no high school baseball in Montana. This kid basically got himself on a traveling team between Spokane and Coeur d'Alene, played baseball on the weekends, Ends up going to Lower Columbia College in Longview, Washington, which is a two-year college. And last weekend, he earned a full ride to Marshall. So he's going straight D1 out of Hot Springs, Montana, in a sport he didn't even play in high school. Wow. That is a cool story. That's a great story. Yeah, great great story. We'll definitely want to track uh, him as we go. This is a prep extra segment. It's brought to... Brought to us by the Farmers State Bank. Hey, link your Farmers State debit card to the My Card app, and you can shut off your debit card right from your phone. Safe, secure, instant. When you locate your card, turn it on again. That easy. My card, My card app, Farmers State Bank. Uh, quick break. 
comeback a the all-star game coming up at the top of the hour going to have it for you here on espn radio love the all-star game we'll talk about it a little bit after this Recon. been talking about Recon on the show it is july 19th and 20th it is at the fort missoula it is where outdoor recreation and conservation meet you see how they're doing this rec recreation con conservation Dozens of exhibitors from gear manufacturers to outdoor nonprofits going to be there. Outdoor learning labs throughout the day for people to learn more about the products and initiatives of various groups. Tons of stuff for the whole family. Lots of cool off-road vehicles that you can check out. There's an exhibitor area. It's open from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. both days. Beer from Big Sky Brewing. Food trucks. Got to have all of that. Limited camp spots are also available, so you can get in there now uh, if you would like to uh, to show uh, at Retcon. Online Recon Missoula uh, Montana.com, excuse me, Recon R E C C O N Montana.com. Go check it out again, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., July 19th and 20th, next Friday and Saturday. Go check it out, Recon. Coulter, you and I both know being healthy is a very, very important part of life. Am I right about that? Indeed, guess it is. Well, one of the things that makes me healthy, I think you as well, fiber. Gotta have it. You sure do, man. You need to eat your fruits and your veggies, your bananas. You gotta get all that stuff in. Maybe even some bran. Plums. All of it. Fiber is very important. Well, guess what? Turns out it's important to communication as well. You might be surprised to learn that Blackfoot and its partners have invested millions of dollars, truly, in building a fiber optic network throughout Montana, through Bozeman and around Gallatin County. More than 30 miles of fiber optic cable have been laid by Blackfoot. That's amazing. Impressive, innovative, and a perfect place with the way Bozeman's been growing. Click on the link below, goblackfoot.com slash ESPN. They're not trying to sell you anything. They don't want you to do anything. They just want you to know what they're up to and how they're improving communication across the state of Montana. So go to goblackfoot.com backslash ESPN now. Your local bank, your opportunity. Now for the Kurtz Polaris Studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. Sorry, we're talking amongst ourselves out here, okay? Don't worry, we have not forgotten about you. Hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? We're just talking about the ways we can uh, keep Tommy from getting mad. (laughs) Yes, that's what we're brainstorming, how to keep Tommy calm. It's a hard, hard thing to do. We are uh, very creative. We have a lot of strengths. Operating the radio machine, mm. it's it's somewhere any, around average. Any machine. Oh, that's that's generous. I would say I'm good generous. at operating the computer machine in certain ways. Oh, you are. You're good with your machine. I'm I am. bad with all of them. If you got to plug it in, I'm out. It's two television <laughs> is one two nine ESPN radio. Uh, we are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Blair Studios. July is Kurtz Blair's 30th birthday. It's 30 years they've been in business, and they're celebrating by offering 30%, that's right, 30% off MSRP on select vehicles and accessories with the purchase of any new Polaris off-road vehicle, Husqvarna or Beta dirt bike, or any Crest pontoon boat. Some restrictions apply. See Kurtz for details. Get to Kurtz Polaris in Missoula and Sealy all month for Kurtz 30-year anniversary sale. Uh, if you miss anything in the show, we got you covered, boys and girls, the podcast, the Two Tell Nuanas podcast. It's out there in the ether. It's wherever you get podcasts, you get the Two Tell Nuanas podcast. You listen to it. You like it. You love it. You come back for more. 
It is brought to us by the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. We are just moments away from the 2019 All-Star Game. Love the All-Star Game. And what I love about the All-Star Game is baseball is a team sport that's played by individuals. It's not a team sport that's played by teams as such. If you're just great at what you do, you help your team, period. If you had Russell Westbrook, he would be the highest paid player and probably the most coveted player in baseball because he's so good by himself. The reason he's not, he's still an elite player. The reason he's not coveted in that same way is because you've got to be good with others when you play basketball and football, not so much when you play baseball. That's why, give me all the best dudes and let them play against each other. Hello, the All-Star game. They've done it. I love it. So we're going to take a look at this. Here's the thing, though, that I want to do on our way out of here, Coulter. The uh, people talked about well, why are home runs so important anymore? Nobody's hitting line drives, and you know nobody, you know nobody's hitting for average and all that. If you want to know what's going on, Alex Bregman, third baseman for the Astros, he'll be playing tonight. You know, 300 was the benchmark Coulter to hit for average. If you could hit 300, still is, sure, still, certainly. still is, still is. Alex Bregman about that quote: If I wanted to hit 300, I'd hit 300. But it's an OPS game. It's about driving the baseball and getting on base, walks, and extra base hits. If it turned into an average game, I'd get the ball out on the air and hit line drives out of the air and hit line drives and hit 330. First of all, great line. I mean, just like, look, if I want to go hit 330, I'll hit 330. Leave me alone. I'm trying to yank it out of here and get walks. And I, thought, I think this is so telling. In fact, he goes on to say, all the hitters care about now is OPS. We don't care about batting average. Some guys do, I guess. Batting average is an old stat that doesn't matter. It's OPS, runs created, war. Look at guys like Mike Trout's numbers. There are guys that hit 340. Trout's hitting what, 300 on the dot? I'd rather have Mike Trout's numbers. First of all, what a baseball guy thing to say. Totally. If I want to hit 330, I'll do it. Leave me alone. Shut up with your batting average stat. What's it, 1999? Also, the Trout point is amazing. And I also think that it's so crazy that Mike Trout has reached this point of transcendence that... He's leading the league in home runs and RBI, and everybody's like, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, we're talking about Kristen Yelich and Cody Bellinger and, and Pete Alonzo and Josh Bell and all these guys. Nobody's talking about Mike Trout, even though Mike Trout is on pace to have his best power number season of his career. And like Bregman said, he's still hitting 300. We did 15 minutes on Vlad Guerrero Jr., who's been in the league for 11 seconds because he hit 91 home runs yesterday. You know what Mike Trout's done? Turned down every invite to the home run derby. You know what I don't do? I don't begrudge him for that. That's fine. Do what you want to do. I, I, I get. I, I like that about him, but guess what you don't do? You don't get on this very prestigious radio show. That's what happens. You get left out of it until the very end when you're mentioned by another player in a comment. Boys and girls... It's All-Star Tuesday. Enjoy the All-Star game on ESPN Radio. It's the American League against the National League. That's still how they divvy it up. From Cleveland, Ohio. Enjoy the game. We'll see you tomorrow. To tell Nuanas. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not.
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 